Everything that had been going right for the Lakers suddenly went wrong. Plus, uh, what is up with the Miami Heat? Plus, the Dallas Mavericks and Denver Nuggets play a great one in a game that may be a great series in the playoffs. And we have some fun with a regular season wins award. It's brand new and it's all right now on the Locked On NBA podcast. You are Locked On NBA. Your daily NBA podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, Wednesday, we are back for another great light schedule, three games, plenty to talk about. Uh, And as usual on Wednesdays, I'm your host, one of your hosts, John Corrales, host of the Locked On Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Nola Jake. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match with worth up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Jake, can you make free throws to uh, close out a game? Yeah, maybe not with that kind of pressure, I guess, but look, maybe you, you need to kind of get better at that sort of thing because the regular season might mean more now that there's a trophy you get if you win the most games. You can't win the new Podoloff trophy if you're blowing late game free throws. We'll talk about the trophy in the last segment. We'll talk about the free throws that we just saw uh, Nikola Jokic miss, a bunch of people miss in the in the Denver and Dallas game. But we're going to start with the Lakers because that's been the topic uh, in the NBA, really. I mean, when the Lakers do anything in big stretches, Jake, it doesn't matter what they do. As long as they do it in big stretches, if they lose in big stretches or win in big stretches, it becomes the big topic in the NBA. So they had been winning in big stretches. Then they go to Cleveland and they lose. 116-102 to the Cavaliers. Basically, Donovan Mitchell upstages LeBron James. Donovan Mitchell drops 43 points, uh, five assists, six rebounds, four steals to lead the Cavs. And Jake, everything that had been going right for the Lakers. Anthony Davis dominating? Nope, not in this one. Leaves after eight minutes with flu-like symptoms. Uh, Shooting the lights out? Nope, six of 36 from uh, three. Uh, protecting the ball? Nope. 16 turnovers. It, it, everything that they had been doing well just went away, and the Cleveland Cavaliers come away with the win. You, you know, this Lakers team is interesting. They're certainly not as bad as the team we saw to start the year, and they've improved. You've seen Anthony Davis get back to kind of his all-star form, right? Like, stop shooting the jump shot, start playing closer to the rim, be a five, and he was doing that one player of the week, and deservedly so because of it, right? I'm saying that as the New Orleans guy here. <laughs> but it, 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 you got to wonder if that was some fool's gold for them for a little bit. They, you know, were beating up on teams like the San Antonio Spurs. They weren't playing some of the top teams in the NBA in the Western Conference. And then they go and play at a good team and come back down to earth heart. And it makes you wonder how to evaluate this team. Is this team good? Is this team bad? Are they somewhere in the middle? 
I, I don't think they're good. I don't think they're terrible. I do think they're somewhere in the middle, but are they at the point where it's like, okay, we need to do a fire sale and start over, or we need to figure out if we're buyers at the trade deadline. And it's tough to evaluate when Anthony Davis, who's been playing well, leaves the game. Can you really read that much into this? You know, mm-hmm. Thomas Bryant goes and scores 19 points off the bench for the Lakers in this. Is that something you can rely on regularly? Because there were reports coming out earlier that they wanted to wait and see and evaluate the team with him. Is this the norm? Is this not? It's just tough if you're them to really kind of get a read on where you stand and that impacts and influences what you need to do. And that might lead to some, you know, paralysis at the trade deadline where you don't make a move that you need to make. And these are the type of games that it's like, yeah, you should lose probably to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but no AD, right? So what do we think? Yeah, it's when you don't have Anthony Davis for the full game playing at his full potential. And this was flu-like symptoms, but it's like, okay, flu-like symptoms, that can happen to anybody. It's flu season. So you don't know. But at the same time, uh, of course, Anthony It's Anthony Davis. Of course course. he he was questionable to return or something for a period of time. Didn't finish this game. Like, of course, right? But it's, I mean, it's not his fault, but none of this is his fault. That's the issue. The Lakers have these avenues and yeah, everybody's talking about the same kind of things and and the Lakers aren't sure what to do because does this team, how does this team function after LeBron? This is, this is what's holding the Lakers back after LeBron is done. What, what do they do? What happens? And that's why they're, do you trade away those two picks that the, the the magic two unprotected first round picks. Do you do the Indiana deal? Do you do a Charlotte deal? Do you go to Atlanta? Do you, uh, is is there something out there for them to do? And you say, well, this was going to be a measuring stick game. The Cleveland Cavaliers are good. They got Jared Allen back. They have Evan Mobley. They have length where you need to. Be aware of them when you're attacking the rim. And, and the Lakers, with without Anthony Davis, well, they, they kind of got shut down a little bit there. So, so these measuring stick games where if you're the front office and you say, all right, this is going to be a good test. We're going to really get a good sense of where we are. And, it, in, and all of this stuff goes away because of the Anthony Davis leaving. Then, then right, what do you do? You got now, okay, well, now you got to go to the next game. And if Anthony Davis is out for a couple of games, you don't have the full story. How 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 much can he stay? How long can he stay healthy? How much can he give you for how long? I jokingly sent you the text when we were talking about doing the Lakers thing, and I said Anthony Davis is playing so well that he's just about due for a three week absence, and and it's just kind of how it goes. So I, I don't know. Like you come out of this game, I was hoping that we would get real good solid data against a good team like the Cavaliers and good solid data, by the way, for the Cavaliers to kind of like show us, you know, show, show us against that, that West competition, just some more, just give me some more data. And, and Anthony Davis leaving early on just kind of erases a lot of what you were looking for. Yeah. You know, like the Lakers were down two going into the fourth. This was somewhat, you know, winnable for him despite all of that. So it's just, 
You know, the reason this is a big question and kind of important, right, even though the trade deadline's not till next year, 2023 at this point, is December 15th, the date that a lot of players can be traded, is right around the corner, and I'm sure the Lakers are not thrilled about where they are in the standings and feeling a little bit more desperate. They're 10 and 13 right now. They're towards the bottom of the West. This is an uncomfortable position for them to be in, so there's more uh, pressure on them to try and figure it out and make the move that unlocks them and gets them shooting up the standings sooner rather than later. So they need to kind of have that data, be in that position to truly evaluate the team at the right level. And we just can't do that yet. And that's a big problem for them more so than probably any other team in the league. They're just, I kind of just feel like they're stuck. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong here. Maybe we do have all the data. Maybe we have everything that we need to know because you know what? Maybe the fact is that no matter what it is, Anthony Davis isn't going to be reliable enough. He's just not. Uh, no matter what it is, Patrick Beverly is just going to be bad. And Lonnie Walker is going to be up and down. Lonnie Walker was just shooting the lights out, and then he comes in and goes over 5 from 3 in this game. So he's going to be inconsistent. Maybe the, the, the simple fact is that the Lakers, Anthony Davis or not, are certainly not as bad as they'd shown us, but – they are a, a middling team and just simply no better than that. When they face a good team, all of the things that they had, they had been doing well, when they face a good team, that all kind of went away. And AD or no AD, they're still going to have a lot of those problems. Like the, the shooters are still going to be inconsistent. And yeah, that was great that Lonnie Walker went on a nice long stretch, but He's not, he's not going to, he's just not going to carry that through. Maybe the simple answer is don't overcomplicate it. Don't, don't keep giving the Lakers the benefit of the doubt. This the simple answer is when they play good teams, they generally lose. And when they play bad teams, they're generally going to win and they're going to be hovering around 500. And that's just kind of all they are. That's, that's probably how they should be operating. If I were their front office, that's the way I would think about it. Again, we, we know they don't have shooting. You're not going to win very many games by only making six threes. That's going to be a big problem in today's day and age with the NBA. So they've needed to kind of operate it that with that mindset for a while. But for whatever reason, they haven't seemed to be panicking just yet. And so I wonder if they see a game like this and they're like, but if we had AD, we could have won. Yeah. And if they don't make a move at the trade deadline, that's going to go down as one of the more shocking things and potentially one of the more disappointing things, particularly if you're a fan of that team because it just seems – yeah, this is what you should be doing, but it's almost like they're trying to talk themselves out of feeling that way, in a sense. And a game like this continues that for a little bit longer. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's a move that they can make that makes them championship contenders or, or, or anything more. Probably than not. Probably not. So, so, but we'll see. All right, that's the Lakers talk for here. Uh, we've got the Miami Heat. What's their deal? Uh, they look great a couple games ago, and then pff, after that. And then a great one between the Mavs and the Nuggets. We'll talk about that after I talk to you about prize picks. Today's show is brought to you by prize picks. Uh, people have come up to me when I'm at the garden covering a Celtics game. They've come up to me and talked about how much they've fallen in love with prize picks. Seriously. Uh, and, and the reason they fall in love with prize picks is it's not daily fantasy against a bunch of dudes with, you know, high-powered computing power and, and you're playing against each other. No, you're you're playing against uh, projections that prize pick sets, over-unders. You pick two to six players, and if you 
pick them right, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. So they offer projections on basically any sport that you can imagine. Every major pro sport, college sports, uh, international sports, e-sports, uh, MMA, boxing, disc golf, yes, cricket, yes, it's all there. When you go to prize picks, you see it all listed across the top. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Super easy, super safe, fast withdrawals. That's also important. You want your money. They'll give it to you. Currently operational over 30 states and Canada. Download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can get a 100% deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price picks will give you 50. You get it. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match for up to $100. Thank you so much for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. When you're done with this show, head on over to Locked On Sports today for all the big stories across the sports world in 22 minutes. Get caught up on everything. Sound smart at the water cooler expertise from the local experts like only locked on can do it find it wherever you found this podcast jake i sat there at the td garden a few days ago and watched the miami heat beat the boston celtics boston celtics best team in the in the in the uh, nba right now at 20 and 5 that fifth loss of the season went to the miami heat in overtime and I said, wow, man, these guys went out there. They played hard. They treated this like a playoff game. And then Miami, after that big, incredible effort, they look good. It's encouraging. Miami Heat fans feel great. They go to Memphis against half the Grizzlies. Half it's the like a G League team. And lose. And give up a ton of points in the paint and lose. And you listen to Dave Vermill talking about that. On yesterday's lockdown NBA, and he's like, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. And then they go back-to-back. They go home. No Jimmy Butler, but it's the Detroit Pistons. And they lose to the Pistons, 116-96. to And you just sit there and you go, what is going on with this Miami Heat team? And it's it's kind of – if I'm a Miami Heat fan, I, I mean, I'm just infuriated by the fact that you get – Kind of nothing from anybody besides Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. No one else steps up at all. And you lose to the Pistons at home. This is supposed to be a team that it wanted to be, thought of itself as a top four team in the East. And they are just not that right now. No, they are certainly not that right now. They've they've really struggled. They've been disappointing. And part of it is, you know, Jimmy Butler has nights off or he's injured and not playing. And you can see all the pieces they have, and they just haven't been able to put it all together just yet. And I think that's kind of the main thing that's holding them back. And at some point, do you question, will they be able to put it all back together? We're about a quarter, we're at what, a little over a quarter of the way through the season here. You know, at this point, we do need to look at the clock a little bit, the games remaining, and 
these are questions we got to ask. Kyle Lowry has been disappointing this season, I've thought. You know, Max Struess has struggled not this game, but the previous game too. If he can't get it going against some of these teams, though he has 20-point explosions and things like that, you've got to wonder if he's going to be able to do it consistently. There isn't a ton of backup center play after ba- uh, you know outside of Bam at a bio there, and they didn't have Deadman playing in this one either. It's a team that has all of the pieces, but that doesn't do you any good if they're not all out there at the same time time and it seems like you know they got that win over Boston and maybe got a little bit ahead of themselves on where they are in their development this season and putting those pieces around one another yeah maybe they got a little too high on themselves and they said ah see see we're We're actually good don't worry we don't need to worry and it's like no still worry yet like you could be this team could be fine this team can get out of this hole with a sub 500 record right now but they need all those guys out there and playing at a decent level to be able to do that yeah I mean, they, they are still working Victor Oladipo back into the game, but they do have some question marks when you, you know, they, they have Tyler hero starting and he was an important player off the bench. Um, it's, it's kind of messed with the overall kind of chemistry, the defense in the starting unit. Uh, Struess is not a guy you can count on all the time. He's a nice story, but you can't count on him. You can't count on Haywood Highsmith all the time, but he's, you know, another nice story that every once in a while he'll come in, and, and give you big games, but you need on a night like this without Jimmy Butler, you need more from Kyle Lowry. You just need more from everybody else. Everyone needs to step up. I've seen them at their best. And when they're at their best, it's usually it's Jimmy Butler centric. And, but they are, they're spraying the ball around and they're getting big contributions from their shooters, but their shooters are streaky though. If they get hot, you, they're dangerous. If they're not hot, they they're easy to beat. And they were 10 of 32 and they really didn't get much contribution shooting wise. So, no, this you remember you remember that guy named Duncan Robinson, by the way? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right. 15 minutes in this game. He did nothing. Five points. He's coming back from injury, but like he hasn't done much for them at, no. you know, at, at any point this season. He's making between 16 and 20 million dollars on this on yeah. this contract, right? Those are the type of things that also limit you in your ability to improve during the year. And I think that's one of those things that could also hold this heat team back. And my final thought on this is that I just wonder maybe if the magic in Miami has kind of run out a little bit because for so long, Spolstra has been able to maximize everybody. And it just feels like this year it's a little bit different. Now, it's early. I personally have seen a team start out this bad. I mean, they're 11 and uh, were they 11, 14 now. So I've seen a team the Celtics last year start out that well, like that poorly and turn it around. So there is absolutely time, but I don't know if the Miami heat team is built to turn it around the way Boston did last year. And the older Jimmy Butler gets, you just, when Jimmy Butler is playing at an MVP level, then he's impossible. Like the, the heat become very, very difficult to beat. But if he's in and out of the lineup and you know, that, that, that's going to be a big problem. So Again, let's just simplify it. If Jimmy Butler's playing, the Heat are good. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know, so uh, let's let's keep it simple. Getting over to the last game of the night, when Luka Doncic gets some help, the Mavericks are good, and the same thing with Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic got some help against the uh, Denver Nuggets, where Luka 
puts up. Whoop, there goes my box score. Let me get it back. <laughs> uh, Luca goes for a 22-12 assist, 10 rebound, triple-double. But the bigger story is Tim Hardaway, 29 points, shooting the lights out, 6 of 8 from 3. And Dorian Finney-Smith hitting a big shot late, 19 points on 5 of 10 from 3. And you get a, a, a nice contribution from Christian Wood off the bench, 14 points. So when Luca gets help, the Mavs look good, and they looked really good for a lot of this. But also credit the Denver Nuggets for coming back. Uh, Luke, uh, Nikola Jokic. There you go. I got my Doncic, my Jokic, my Lucas, my Nikolas. They're all they're all a jumbled mess in there. Uh, a, a great game from Aaron Gordon. Uh, just it's it's all about what kind of help they get. And you know Jamal Murray was in foul trouble in this game. And did did nothing for for Denver. And if he was if he wasn't in foul trouble for this game, maybe maybe they would have been able to pull this off. Yeah, you know, look, the story of this one, right, is if Luca has a little bit of help, he is so good that this team will go pretty far and win a lot of games. Tim Hardaway was great; they needed his shooting in this one. Dorian Finney-Smith hitting that big time shot late in the fourth that it kind of put him over the edge and put him in the driver's seat to close this one out was massive. And if he doesn't get that kind of help then they're going to be a team that's going to be on the fringe of the play-in tournament that's going to get in because of Luka's greatness and doesn't really have a chance at a title this year. And it's going to kind of remind you of the 16-17 season with Russell Westbrook. He won MVP for the triple-double numbers, but that team wasn't going to go anywhere and didn't really do anything, and that was part of the problem, right? Like, that's the way I see this kind of going. They need to get a little bit more. Christian Wood has been good, but at times he's unplayable. He works off the bench, but does he need to take another role? there's ways they can figure this out but it's just like a ton of Luca greatness and like a lot of like mediocrity around him and they need a little bit more than that to really kind of elevate them yeah I think the trade deadline is going to be huge for the Dallas Mavericks they need to do something between now and the deadline to to fix this um and I don't know that like I love Kemba and, and I'm not the first person to say this I don't know that he's the answer. Um, hopefully he can be an answer for them. That would be very helpful for them. But they they definitely need some stability there uh, in that lineup. And and the same goes for for Denver. They're playing without Porter. And so that 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 hurts them. This Western Conference is so wide open. The yeah. Suns, the Suns lead it, but does anybody feel confident in the Suns coming out of the West? New Orleans has climbed uh, up to a half game out of dude. Your Pelicans are almost yeah, they're good right now. Leaders, they might be after the games tonight. They play the Pistons and the Suns take the on uh, your Celtics, right? Yes, Suns. So you could uh, see the you could see the Pels in first place in the West after Wednesday night. That that would be something. Go listen to Locked On Pelicans <laughs> where we talk about this stuff. But no, no, no. To, to your point, the West is wide open this year. It's there for whoever wants to take it. Yep. I, I do feel okay about Phoenix right now, but Memphis has been a little bit streaky, but they also have move, big moves they could make to go bring in another big name player. Sacramento's rising and it seems like a real fun, they're a real fun team, could be legit this year. It's like, it's just whoever wants this, go out and take it and grab it and it's going to be yours, it feels like, or you can at least make a run to the conference finals. 
And all of these teams just aren't ready to kind of make those moves just yet, or they're still trying to kind of figure themselves out, right? You're still trying to kind of get Jamal Murray worked back in a little bit. You still have Jokic there, and it's just, yeah, you need some help. Also, just make your free throws, and this isn't a big deal, and maybe the conversation's a little bit different (laughs) here, too. Um, For sure. Uh, We're running out of time here to talk about this game. So, locked on Mavericks, locked on Nuggets also, locked on Heat, locked on Pistons, locked on Lakers. Locked on Cavs. All of those will have you all covered. Locked on game to game. If you want it all wrapped up into a nice little tidy bow, all of those hosts are going to give you a little bit, uh, a minute long kind of in-depth for a minute recap uh, on game to game. It's right here on this Locked on NBA feed. All right, Jake, you ready for your participation trophy? Oh, yeah. That is coming up next in our real or fake I'll tell you what's very real, though, betonline.net. Your number one source for sports betting information, for stats, for news, for analysis. It's all there at BetOnline. You can get your odds, trends for every professional or even amateur league that's out there. You have basketball, obviously football, World Cup, big, big, big betting on the World Cup, uh, eSports. It's all over there at betonline.net. And we know you love podcasts. They have podcasts, too. You can find those at BetOnline. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head on over to the website. You can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Jake, I know you're a big trophy guy. You're <laughs> trophy There's actually guy. some behind me. Uh, you can there they are. Yeah, yeah. That's like the office. Uh, you got the world's best boss over there. I'm gonna grab them. One's like a little there. My girlfriend did all this. They're just little like basketball trophies. I actually have yeah. not even looked to see what they say. It's from 1941, which oh. is kind of cool. Oh, so maybe that's one of mine. Yeah, that's third place. That's not great. <laughs> that's definitely one of mine. Um, all right. So the NBA, this is kind of funny. The NBA unveiled redesigned trophies for end of season awards. Oh, okay. That's so nice. They went over to uh some one of the crystal companies there and they, they redesign everything. It looks like nice crystal. It looks like a net. They've got the little kind of thing in the middle there, coach of the year and sportsmanship. The guys are like shaking hands. It's very nice. In the middle of it all, in the middle of this announcement, is the Maurice Podolov Trophy. It's a new award named for the first commissioner of the NBA. It is awarded to the team with the best record in the league after 82 games. The trophy features a crystal ball cut into 82 panels sitting on a pedestal that combines the structures of the Eastern Conference posts and the Western Conference rings. I have no idea what the Eastern Conference posts or the Western Conference rings are. If anybody does know what those things are, put it in the comments because I have no clue. But a couple things. First of all, question. This, it doesn't say best record in the league for the regular season. It says after 82 games. Interesting. So, yes. They're going to have to alter that in a couple of years soon. That This, I think, is because they're putting in, they're, they're going to implement the midseason tournament, which means there are going to be more than 82 games in a season. This is not Good. a regular the, the 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 in-season tournament is going to mess with the schedule. And there will be more than 82 games played. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that, well, good luck with all of those negotiations and this trophy now. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, okay, I'll let you process that for a second. 
But this is our time where we play real or fake. And so as you process that information, and maybe this colors your answer a little bit, the statement is, Jake, real or fake, teams will actually be happy to accept this award. Yeah, sure. They'll be happy. Real. They'll be happy to accept the award. I would accept whatever award you want to give me, right? Like, that's fine. Then I get to Ooh, call myself award? an award. Maybe not whatever award. Biggest jerk, right? Like, Leave that's a good In the comments, most, most punchable face. <laughs> Jake Madison could win that he will gladly accept. You know what? Screw it. Yeah, I want to be an award winner. I'll take whatever. <laughs> bring, bring him to me here, right? Sure. So, real or fake? Like, yeah, it's real. They'll gladly take this. It's fake as in this will this will matter to teams and motivate teams, right? This, this, of all of the things the NBA could do, this is what's going to stop load management for Kawhi Leonard because he wants this trophy <laughs> that's going to go to the Clippers. This isn't even a player award. This no. just goes to the team, right? Like, do they get one of this? Does this come with a, a big fancy, like, is check for them? Like, this is so unnecessary and doesn't need to, we just don't need this right like what what is this solve right. what is the point right. of this we don't no, need there's it. zero no one cares we already say the regular season doesn't matter here right well this doesn't add any more meaning just because it has a trophy doesn't yeah. mean the regular season matters now can you sell it for five million dollars that gets split amongst the team like can you do that or so all the jokes that were out there were all Phoenix based, like all the Phoenix oh, jokes that I saw. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you texted me that, and that's I made a Phoenix joke. I made the Phoenix joke responding to you in the text. Yeah, you're like the Suns are going to finally win something. Yeah, finally. And and you know, people were saying, "Oh, Chris Paul." They, people, I see people tweeting out the picture of Michael Jordan hugging the trophy after he wins the championship, and it's like a Chris Paul after he gets the regular season award. It, it's it's just too many it's jokes. Too it's like the Colts banner, right? Of like AFC finalists in right. like whatever year, right. even though they, they they didn't win. And it's like you really gonna kind of hang that up if you didn't do anything in the postseason or didn't make, you know, the championship or didn't even win the championship. I someone tweeted at me the other day, being like, Pelicans have like the best net rating in the league, and it's November. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah, like like nice stat, nice. I guess, nice. but like good. I was like, yeah, hang the banner in the Smoothie King Center for that, right? Best net rating, November 2022. Yeah, I'm going to say it's fake. Like, I, I don't think I don't think teams, the teams that get the best record in the NBA after 82 games are going to say, great, that's nice, thank you. And and just, like, put it somewhere off into the, like, that. this trophy will end up in some video coordinator's office. Like that's where it's going to go. It's not going in the team trophy case. It's not, or, or maybe some owner, maybe one of the minority owners. You know what this is actually, this is going to be a great trophy to give to the person who's kicked in like $10 million and owns 0.5% of the team. And you'll, here you go. You yeah, get, you get, here's you get you. this trophy and you're like, Oh, that's awesome. That that's the person who's going to be happy to get this trophy. But the team that at the end of the regular season is like, Thanks. We got we got another trophy that we want to win. So we don't care about this at all. 
Right, because coaches always love their players being reminded how good they are and for them to get complacent, right? Because everyone is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, were yeah. the one seed. We're awesome. Let's go into the postseason thinking we're the one seed and how great we are, right? Like, that's always something that coaches do. Let's right. let's put this trophy right. Let's, let's give it its own seat on the plane. Let's buckle it up and remind ourselves how awesome we are because they love stuff like that. It's right. the dumbest thing. It's the <laughs> dumbest thing. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, I don't. Sorry, know Maurice. I'm sorry too. Yeah, I don't know why it exists. It's, um, it's, it's not going to be something that if anybody tries to do a presentation for this trophy, like it, it's basically going to be the commissioner saying, "You better get somebody notable out here for this presentation because otherwise, you know, you're not going to be on national TV." Like it's going to be like a background threat to accept this trophy because no one's going to care about this. I'm telling you, it's going to be like the team trainer, the assistant trainer out to accept the NBA's best record award. It's like at the end of this end of the year, right? If you're, if you're excited about this trophy, your season has gone really wrong in the postseason. You flamed right. out of the playoffs. You were disappointing if you're like, but we got that. We had the most regular season wins. And then someone's like, well, we won the NBA title. Yeah, yeah. And you feel bad now. No team should post this trophy on oh, their get roasted. Media. Do not post this. Just a pro tip. Do not post a picture of this trophy on your social media. Don't do it. I mean, unless it's next to the 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 only acceptable one is this trophy. Your conference trophy, the NBA trophy. Yes. Like if you line them up, you can then say best regular season, best postseason, NBA champions. That's the only acceptable photo. Yeah, that's fair. For this. I agree other, with that. Other than that, if this if a photo of this thing comes out with and somebody else is the champion, that that social media person should be fired. Oh, it's it, do it. Do it. I dare <laughs> someone. Let's have some fun on Twitter. We always need that. All right. Well, we've had a lot of fun on this podcast. Enough fun that it's, I think it's an acceptable time to wrap this up. So oh, yeah. on that note, I want to say thank you everybody for listening and watching and all of that stuff on Wednesdays. We're your hosts. I'm John Corrales, host of the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, still willing to accept any trophy you want to give me. You can follow me on Twitter at Nola Jake. Fill the comments with trophies that that Jake Madison can win or tweet us with trophies that Jake Madison can win. I want to hear all of that. Nick and Pat, the designer tomorrow, make sure you're subscribed, get this podcast directly to your device and uh, get the show on YouTube and uh, share the podcast. Tell your friends and family and everybody they should be listening to and watching the lockdown NBA podcast here on the lockdown podcast network, your team every day.